You're listening to The Recovered Life Show, the show that helps people in recovery live their best recovered lives. And here is your host, Damon Frank. Um, And welcome back to The Recovered Life Show. It is Wednesday, September 21st, 2022, careening into October. How are you doing, Christina Dennis? I'm doing great, Damon Frank. How are you? Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you. So it's the 21st day of September. Everything should be fully pumpkin spice by now. Right. Uh, it is. So how, how's, how's your, how is your early fall going, Christina? Well, you and I have talked about that. There's a little, I don't know, the, the calendar doesn't really speak to the weather in Southern California, but you know, I'll tell you this, kids back in school, uh, I this is a great time of year because it feels like lots of new beginnings and lots of things that we can do. And I got to tell you, it's going pretty well. How about you? It is. It's going well. I did realize that uh, we were coming to the last quarter of 2022. And every right. time that that happens, obviously, I do this look back, Christina. I like look mm-hmm. back and mm-hmm. say, oh, my gosh, the year is going to be ending. What did I accomplish? And because I'm very goal oriented, as you know, I know, I know. Uh, you know, I like to be able to check the list a little bit. I've got an app and I want to go through <laughs> and say, you know, I want yes. to do this and I, I did it. And, you know, so that's what we wanted to do the show about today is about setting those sobriety goal check-ins. Like, yes. what did you plan to do in 2022? How are you doing with it? We're going to share a little bit about what's going on with us. Uh, but before we do, I just want to remind everybody to like, yes. share, and follow the show. So important. I know uh, you you typically give that little notice at the beginning. Uh, I'm doing it today, but I figured, you know what? Hey, uh, we have to mention it because if we don't mention it, people don't do it. And it's super important, guys. Liking, sharing, and following allows you uh, to, one, not only follow the show and all the podcasts that we've got coming out and all the different platforms, but also what it allows you to do is to let other people know in yes. sobriety are trying to get sober that, you know, we've got some great content and that it's worth watching. Absolutely. And when you leave the comment, uh, we really look at that and it feels so good to get the feedback. So we super, super appreciate it, but it also helps us to look at what what is going on out there and what do you want to talk about? So please Absolutely. keep doing that. Love it. Well, let's head right into the topic here, Christina. I'm a little scared. We're talking about <laughs> sobriety gold check-in, right? Now, let's let's paint the picture. I know at the beginning of the year we did a bunch of shows on goals. Yes. Um, I do a lot of I do a lot of coaching that has to do with goal setting. Right. Uh, both business and in the so- sober coaching if, of, you know, people that say, OK, this is what I want to achieve. Because, look, if you ha- if you want to play your life full out, if you want to play your sober life full out, you're going to have to have some sort of goal. You're going to have to have some sort of idea of Absolutely. what you want to create or you're just going to be kind of floating from experience to experience. Well, I think you just said it. You're going to be floating from experience to experience because, you know, shocker, I'm not as goal oriented as Damon, which I'm sure is not surprising after watching us together. However, I can easily slip into activities that don't move me to the life that I want. And that's one of the reasons why I'm excited to talk about this today, because even though my intentions may look different than somebody else's, there's still activities that can slip off my my radar 
Uh, and when we do this, when we sit down in September, we start looking at the last quarter. It's such a good reminder for me to be like, yeah, wait a minute. Yes, everybody else is taken care of. And what about you? What is it that yeah. you really want to do with your life? Well, I know you look at things as a codependency coach. You look yes. at things like codependency, putting other people's needs first. And sometimes, look, that is the goal, right? Like if you have mm -hmm. a child or you have yep. a, a you know an elder parent or something, the goal might be to be able to you know intervene in that situation and be of service. So I think that that's great. But ultimately, you want to have personal goals as well, things that right. you want to achieve. And, you know, looking back on this year, you know, we were talking about, uh, uh, you know, off camera, like what it's like actually this year as we've have, have we're in the whole COVID thing. It's, you know, mm -hmm. it's still going on and, you know, it's shifted people's goals. I think five years ago. Uh, it would have been a different conversation regarding goals. The goals would have been different. It would have been new car. It would have been, I'm going to upgrade yes. my apartment or whatever. Now I, I find the goals totally different with people. Well, I think that we used to take connection for granted, right? And then with the big awakening, we started to realize that it's not a given that we're going to have you know, uh, relationships. They're not going to wait there. We have to really, really take the time to connect and we all know, I mean, alcoholics, recovery people love their dopamine. We have to learn how to approach, you know, and that's that's what goals do. They give us a shot of dopamine, uh, dopamine, dopamine and help us get closer to the life that we really want. And it is so important to be reminded of that. Absolutely. You know, I wanted to really focus a little bit of time here in this uh, in the show yes. about people that are listening to this that might've already turned it off because they're like, Oh, this stresses me out. I had five <laughs> goals, 10 goals, right? Two goals, one goals. And I've already like by August, uh, by July, by June, by February, I'd forgotten them. Right. Absolutely. And is it too yeah. late? This whole thing, it's like, I blew it, that I blew it feeling. And I yeah. want to say that for some of these goals, it's not too late. Don't underestimate the power you have to make massive changes in a short period of time. Well, and, and our, our breakthrough program is about this too. Compressed timeframes are really actually very effective because they allow us to channel energy, you know, for a certain amount of time. And uh, so I think that it is, it should be a, a practice for everyone to pull back, whether you do it individually or you do it as a family. And I suggest you do both individually and as a family to say, okay, what do the next four months look like for us? And what is it that everyone wants to get accomplished? Because that refocusing tells your brain this is valuable and it helps your brain start looking for ways to make it happen. Yeah, I think it's not too late. You know, it was funny because mm -hmm. before we went on air, I was complaining about, you know, some technical stuff and some stuff I want to do with the show that right. I, that I finally kind of fixed. Right. And it was like, Oh, you know, I told Christine, it's been forever. Finally, I got this done. And she's like, Damon, it's been a couple of weeks. Like it hasn't even been a month. Like, and I'm like, it hasn't, you know, so don't underestimate yourself about what you could do because this was kind of a big feat to kind of pull everything off. We were able to do it. Right. I think that's really the secret here in looking back. I think so many people underestimate their ability to achieve things by taking small bites at a time. They right. just think it has to it has to feel and look like a movie that mm. you accomplish something, right? And life's not a movie, as yes. we know when we, when we get sober. And I think it's so easy 
uh, it, for us in recovery to fall into complacency and to say, well, you know what? Maybe it was too big of a goal. Maybe I didn't even want that goal anyway. Let's forget about it, right? When it's right there, it's attainable. All you really have to do is put the work in and do just be consistent at it. True. And I love that. The montage is not real. Okay. The montage in movies where somebody is able to, I don't know, work out, you know, you, like Rocky's montage, right? That's not real. And, you know, clients that come to us first, you know, the, what we do is sit down and have realistic action steps. But if you don't know what those action steps are, and you're just looking at the goal, you can get lost. And I think this is the perfect time I mean, like you said, we had that conversation before we went on live and it's the perfect time to sit down and say, okay, what are our next real steps? And to be reminded of that. Yeah. What? So Christina, share with us, what's a goal that you had in 2022 that you kind of abandoned or kind of, it just oh. fell by the wayside? I've got a perfect one. Um, one of the one of the exercises and disciplines that I wanted was to have a pretty heavy meditation practice. And uh, you know, busy. You know, we've been busy. Uh, Recovered life is is absolutely you know ticking and going all at you know 100 miles an hour. And I I will say it out loud that in the last three months. I, I abandoned that goal of sitting down, you know, 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes at 12, 10 minutes at three, you know, and I had this structure because I needed to see how I could actually do it. If I came out and said my goal was to become more spiritual, <laughs> which is my end goal, right? To have that feeling, but I didn't give myself or any part of my brain information to, on how to achieve it, then uh, it would be on the list next year. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think uh, it's so interesting that you say meditation. Meditation is one of those things, Christina, that always makes the list and always drops off first. It does. It always it does. drops off first. And I have to admit, I have a. I, I, do you ever have this experience? I have a buddy that I that I call. We don't talk every day, right? Like, mm -hmm. not even every week, but like every couple weeks, every month, I hear from him, right? Or I reach out to him, and he's very big into meditation. And he'll always say, oh, how's meditation going? And I just like now <laughs> dread call. And I love the guy, but I'm like, I dread calling him, Christina. It's like, right. oh my God, if I'm going to call him and he's going to ask me how my meditation's going. Ugh. And you know what it, this reminds me of is that when you don't, you know, it's these underlining trauma patterns of shame mm -hmm. that somehow if you don't reach the goal that you had imagined that you were going to reach, or it's a little tougher for you, or you have a hard time holding it front of mind. Sometimes that feeling of shame comes up of like, right. man, it's like, why can't I get my shit? Why can't I do this? What's wrong with me? Yes. Right. Everybody else is able to meditate. No one else is able to meditate. Let's be honest. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think recovering dopamine junkies have a particular difficulty in learning how to truly meditate. And uh, and so I'm glad that you said it because that's one of the things that I was saying, which is, yeah, I I am struggling with this. So first, you know, I have to admit my, I'm powerless over what my brain may want to think uh, if it's on autopilot and how I need to step back in and do it. Well, you know, don't you also feel too, Christina, that sometimes we look at goals as all or nothing? Mm. Yes. It's like, I did it perfect. Like, so for example, if you did it perfectly, 
right? If you did it perfectly for a month and you did those three meditation things that you wanted to do. Yes. But yet then you go into September, let's say things maybe get crazy. Like we were talking about house emergencies. Each of us have had these house where it just like I had an internet thing that like blew my mind. Like it just totally (laughs) took me off. Right. Total meltdown internet thing. I'm not beyond that. I'll I'll admit it. But then you're (laughs) off of it. It's in, we kind of look at like, even though we did it for a month very successfully, well, that's it. That's Mm -hmm. it. I've blown it. I'm not perfect. So I'm glad. Yeah. Perfect and perfection and shame. They, I mean, perfection is shame, right? And it's this idea, like you said, all or nothing. And we are all guilty of psychological rigidity. And it's yeah. so good to say out loud, oh, you know, who decided this was perfect? And it's a survival instinct, right? Uh, I remember being called a perfectionist and kind of scratching my head like, well, what's wrong with that? I don't understand. I'm pursuing excellence. (laughs) And, you know, I have had to learn to do exactly what you're saying, which is, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who's it's very um, immature, right? To believe that you can do something a hundred percent of the time and maybe even smacks of a little, a little ego, right? Well, I have a friend that's in my, in my uh, old school group, uh, Mm -hmm. men's mastermind group that we do on uh, Thursdays. And, you know, he was, you know, he had been sober for like decades, like, you know, over 25 years and he relapsed Mm -hmm. and, uh, he was out for a month. It was really bad. He came back and now he's been sober for almost a decade. So a long, long period of time. And, you know, it was interesting because we were talking about it and he was like, I to regret that I went out also. And, and then it, but you know, when we look at that, I said, you know what? It's like, you won the Super Bowl for 25 years straight. Right. You lost the Super Bowl one year and now you've won it for 10 years straight. It's like, come on. It's like, you know, your success is huge. And I see this with people that relapse are like, well, that's it. My perfect sobriety is over. You know, your perfect sobriety is today, right? Yes. So if your goal was to stay sober and you're watching this and you're like, ah, you know what? I didn't do it, man. I didn't make it the year. I would say jump back in, do it again. It might, it might take two to three times for your particular case to get it right. Everybody is a different individual. So, so true. And comparison is the thief of joy, right? And, and I know we want to talk about the progress principle, or at least I do want to bring that up, but I also want to hear what your goals are, Damon. Well, I'll tell you, I had one big goal. I was, you know, that I'm a big goal setter and I do workshops. Look, I do workshops on goal setting, but I have to tell you, I've set less goals. (laughs) Uh, I've set one or two goals, right? Like with my business and with recovered life, we've got certain goals that we have to do. Like we have commitments, we have financial commitments, we've got things that we have to do. So we try to set like what we want to try to have happen. I'm a big, like I called you the other day and I said, okay, in 30 days, (laughs) this is going to happen, right? I know. I have to light, yeah, I have to light a fire under my ass and other people, right? Like just say, no, we're doing this, Right. Um, and I think that that's fine. And if I fall short from it, I fall short. It's the, it's the, it's the progress of it. But let me tell you my goal. Cause I don't want to skirt the issue here because you were <laughs> honest about your failed meditation. Attempts. Yes. Yes. Um, my goal was, is, is to be happy is to okay. have more fun. Okay? Yes. And I got, it was kind of an extension. It's been about a year and a half goal for me. Um, 
I felt I fell kind of short of it uh, the last month or so, right? Okay. Um, and self-care was another one. But I will tell you one thing I have stuck to. This is okay. one thing. I decided for self-care because I, I'm one of these crazy work people. Like I like to work for three to four days. I'm sure we're going to have to have our company do an intervention on me on that. <laughs> but I'll go in, you know, I like it. I'll work for three or four days and then I take a day off or so, or I work half days or whatever. That's just my flow. That's, that's what I like. But I don't do a lot of self-care regarding that, right? So sometimes right. I'll get tired and fatigued. I take a 20 to 30 minute power nap every day as part of my lunch break at two o'clock, right? Two, two 30. And mm. I've stuck to that. I it's mean, there's beautiful. days where it's just, I can't do it because I'm out or I have commitments or whatever, but I, it, for the most part, I have stuck to that. It's made a huge change in my life. So that's been a successful one. Of course, meditation, that was a goal. God, mm -hmm. It's just, it's never achievable for me. It seems like, but I do have to focus on that. But then the happiness thing is like, have fun, be happy. Right. I felt like I did a lot of that this year more. At least it's in my forefront. Like it's in the yes. front of my mind. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, it's I like, do. I'm thinking it's my default now. It's like, well, am I happy doing this? It, I didn't do that five years ago. Uh, yeah, the, it, I don't think that many of us do. It's one of the fallacies that people who are not uh, dealing with a substance abuse disorder directly don't understand you know, when we're out there using, we look like we're the life of the party. But truthfully, you know, deep down inside, very few of us have that that personality, you know, or that ability to relax. You know, we we don't have nervous systems that allow for that. And I think that it it's uh, it's interesting because when I work with people who have done very very well, they are confused about hitting a pinnacle and then not being able to relax. It doesn't feel like they thought it would look, feel like, right? They get nervous. They don't like it. And, you know, I will say to them, you have to work as hard at having fun and relaxing as you did at some of the goals that you had in your career or, you know, maybe with your relationships. And that's, you know, that's kind of confusing to people because it's a, it's a skill set that has to be taught. You're absolutely right. You know, um, it, it's, it's, we, you know, we talked about all or nothing thinking here mm -hmm. in the first half of it. We talked about some of our goals. We talked about unrealistic expectations. <laughs> you know, when we get back from this quick break, Christina, I want to dive in, uh, to some solutions because I, you know what, um, I'm honest about it. Like what works for me, what doesn't work for me, what right. kind of work for me, what should have worked for me, but I didn't do it. Right. So I want to dive in if because there's people that are listening who said, man, Damon, Christina, like I didn't reach one of my goals, right? Right. But I still want to do them. I'm going to say there's probably time to make a huge impact on those goals. And Christina and I are going to show you some of the techs we we use, some of the techniques we use with ourselves and our clients when we come back from this quick break. If you are newly sober, trying to get sober, or you've been sober for decades and are looking to take your sobriety to the next level, the Recovery Breakthrough six-week transformation concierge coaching program might be right for you. Have Damon Frank and Christina Dennis build a custom roadmap to get you on the path to getting what you really need. Receive hands-on concierge coaching and stay focused and productive with our daily check-ins. 
If you're ready to experience your recovery breakthrough and start the journey towards the transformation you deserve, book a free get to know you call today and find out what is possible in your recovery. To find out more about Recovery Breakthrough and to book your free call, go to recoveredlife.us. That's recoveredlife.us. You're listening to The Recovered Life Show. All right, Christina, as promised, you and I are going to jump in here uh, to how to do it, how to reframe. Because one thing that one thing that's interesting about when we talk offline. Yes. I mean, when you say this is that because we're both coaches. Yes. We're all about reframing the conversation to get an outcome. I've noticed that with us. Right. Right. Like not so much with like a buddy or. Uh, like, you know, maybe a, a family member. So do you find that? Like, I find it's interesting. I was thinking about that the other day. It's like you and I kind of like, when we talk, it's all about reframing things to be able to get to where we want to go. Right? Yes. Yeah. And I would call it almost. Interesting. Yeah. I would say diving in, translating, you know, doing a review. And when, and you, this is a great tip for people. It, recovery is obviously the most important thing in my life, but there are close seconds. And because I take the time to, you know, really focus on those close seconds, you know, my health, um, you know, my son's recovery and helping him, um, I will take the effort to look at that and easily forget about doing that same amount of thought work around my recovery program. And when in so one of the tips that I can pass along to everybody is look at the people you're spending your time with, right? Are they people that also are invested in a growth mindset? It's very difficult if people are pulling you down to be able to carry people with you. It's like that crab in the bucket story that we heard in the rooms of, uh, you know, our 12-step program. It's easy for one crab to crawl out, but you put two and and they will crawl over each other in mistakes. So, yes, every time you and I sit down and have a conversation, we both know that the connection has a purpose and it's not just like transactional, but it has a purpose of being able to reflect back to each other. Hey, have you thought about that? Or what do you think about doing it this way? It's really, really helpful. So that's one of my tips. I love it. You know, okay. So you said something really big here and let, let's really be honest about this Mm -hmm. because I think a lot of the times we're too nice. Yes, of course. Like, we are like as friends and stuff, we're too nice. Instead of saying like, like you, you were in a nice way said, look around. Maybe the reason you're not reaching your goals is your friends are losers. <laughs> it's true <laughs> though. <say> that. <laughs> it's true. I just see, I, I just reinterpret it. It's true though. It's tr- I, I got to tell you, it's true. Sometimes right. like I found out very early on, Christina, that I'm very sensitive to the energy of the people around me. Oh. Yes. And if I'm around super negative people, forget about it. Like you might as well turn on a, a, a Morrissey song mm. and you know, I'm, I'm in all black. I'm ready to go. Like I just, right. I will absorb it. And I've learned how to put up shields. Yes. I've learned how to block it out and shut it down. That's one of the big gifts I've had, right? Block it out and shut. But if you are submerged, if you're somebody 
who literally is submerged around people who are negative and crappy and not goal oriented, it's going to rub off on you. I mean, wouldn't you say, Christina, that I like to if you if you are if you are somebody who is around that all the time, yes. you're going to you're going to be that. Right. And even aimlessness. There's, you know, if, if you know, I uh, spend my time with people that don't have that same kind of growth mindset, I can easily catch aimlessness. And that is not helpful for me whatsoever. And it's not that, you know, I don't love them and I don't think they're awesome, but we have different ideas of what we want to get out of life and what we want to yeah. do. And so finding that group of people or finding that accountability partner that, that actually will tell you the truth is vital. Well, I have some friends that are very serious and I love them. And honestly, mm -hmm. that's just my personality. Right. But, but with my goal of happiness, like, okay, like I want to have fun. I want to have fun. I want to be happy. Like I want to intentionally make sure that I'm carving out times to have fun. Right. Right. Some of my friends might not be conducive to that, right? Because Understood. that's not just who they are, right? They're going to talk about the stock market. They're going to talk about what's in the news, right? And that doesn't necessarily make me happy. I might enjoy it, right? But it's not fun. It's not that kind of fun that I'm talking about. So I have to, I have to be open to go out and meet new people. Uh, you know, I have shared for a long time that I love horses, right? I love riding horses, but it's right. hard in Los Angeles in the inner city to find <laughs> people that are also like riding, right? So I found myself trying to go out and have fun, but I was having fun by myself. I'd go out on a horse, I'd have fun, but it's like, I have to know, I have to intentionally. And I found myself the other day, it was funny going through Facebook and seeing some friends who are also into that and starting to reach out to them. Say, hey, I'd love to go right. see you have a cup of coffee. Let's go hang out. Do you need help brushing down your horses or whatever? Right. Like I need to reach, I need to reach out to people and put in the effort because I guess this is what we're saying is one of the ways that be careful of who you hang around, right. be careful of who you submerge yourself around because you might end up being that. You, yes. And it can easily go off your radar. So having a selective group and an accountability partner, you know, I mean, look, this is one of the things that we do really, really well with our clients is that we help them figure out exactly where they want to go and break it down into steps that allow them yes. to do it. It will not happen on accident. And I don't know uh, why, you know, I mean, I have millions of theories and we don't have enough time to talk about all of them. We will in the future, but it is so it's such an easy power move to find some people to hang around with, invest in, have them invest in you. If you want to have a different life, because nothing changes if nothing changes. Right. Okay. First of all, that's why I love you, Christina, because you used the word power move. I knew it. You just pulled that right out of the 80s, dusted it off, and just ran with it. I love I did, that. With no I shame. I love that. No, because it's too, it is a power move. And I'll tell you something else. I'm going to share a tip here why most people don't achieve their goals. They're not forefront in their mind, and they calm themselves out of it. This is why my big power move right now, my power tip, is mm -hmm. going to be you have to write your goals down. Yes. Because oh, sure. here's the thing. Us recovered alcoholics are great storytellers. We're great talkers. We're great salespeople. We will talk ourselves right out of what we want. In five <laughs> minutes, I've seen it. Five minutes, we'll talk ourselves out of what we want. 
such a good, such a gentle way to say we're bullshitters, right? We're storytellers. Some of us. I love. Really, okay, really I can say we we could bullshit ourselves. We can't. <laughs> but by writing it down, though, Christina, here's the great thing: by writing it down, and you know my three by five card mm -hmm. technique. It's not on an app. It's not on everything. Is that I could have those on my nightstand, pull those out. I can put them forefront in my mind. Okay, yes. and here's the other thing. When we coach, one of the things I read is the reason why people aren't getting what they want is because they're squishy about what they want. It's not firm. It's like jello. You could never pray. Well, do you want that? Well, kind of. And, you know, and we deal with a lot of people who are codependent. So they'll yes. morph into whatever you want. Right. Right. And a lot of times in coaching, we have to say, well, we think you should like, we have to pick up something totally crazy. So they don't morph into that because they yes. will. They'll morph into, well, what do you think I should want? No, what do you want, right? By writing it down, I want this. And then on the back of the card, this is why I want it and what I'm willing to, to do to get it. It makes it firm. It's not jello. It's not mm -mm. moving here and there. If it moves, if your goal is, hey, I want to be a stockbroker and you find through the process of that, you don't really want to be a stockbroker. You want to be a financial consultant or analyst. Great. You could change the goal, but not having it really firm, I think is a huge mistake. Okay. That, that should be called the third tip, which is give yourself permission to change your mind around the goals, right? I mean, figure out once you kind of go down that road, if it's not fitting for you, if it's not working, if it's not speaking to you, it is perfectly okay to say, not an easy statement, I was wrong. This is really what I want to do. And I still struggle, even though I have been doing this for a long time, I still struggle without, if I don't take the time to assess, which is exactly what this episode is about, I will forget what the real purpose was of having this goal. And is it really accomplishing this goal? Because well, that's our, what, no, that's what I'm saying. Yes, I, just to be clear, exactly. that's what I'm saying. Like, I do believe you have to be pliable, right? Mm -hmm. You have to be pliable because like, look, we've had certain things in recovery. I thought recovered life was going to be one thing. Recovered right. life turned out to be something totally different, but behind that goal was to create something that was, that would help people in recovery. Now, how right. that happened, right? But I think you have to be firm about that, right? Because if you don't have that, you just, you're in the wind a lot of the times. You have no starting point. So, so true. And, and uh, I mean, for sure, being able to write it down will allow us to take that time for self-reflection and see. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know what, one other little quick thing here too, I think one of the things that really helps is that you have to have a consciousness that you have to be looking for those things that are going to happen. You have to expect that the people, places, and resources are going to pop up and it's your job to look for them. Yes. This is a, this is a missing component is the consciousness of it all. Like mm -hmm. really at the end of the day, like, you know, Christina, you and I were talking, it's like, do we have the power to help somebody get sober? Yes, we have the power to help, but we can't get them sober. Like with the interventionist thing, whether yes. they're going to get sober, not get sober, that's not really, that's not really on us. Our job is to hold that consciousness and to get them into the consciousness so they can get themselves sober. Right. Absolutely. Yes. That's yes. really what it's that. And the same thing with goal setting. I think you have to be in that consciousness and by writing it down, you can look at it in front of you every day and say, Hey, where is this manifesting in my life? Where is this popping up that I could lock onto this and start paying attention to that? 
Right, right. And and again, hidden in that is the fourth thing, ask for help. Find the people have that have mastered what you want to master and make sure that you are getting that input from outside sources. Yes, it's up to you, but there is no, I mean, I think that I grew up thinking that I, I mean, truly really thought I was supposed to know everything. And it's taken me years with my spiritual journey and in recovery and businesses to realize I don't know what I don't know. So to recognize that, that I'm going to have to go outside of myself to get somebody who maybe does know is, is very, very important when you're looking at your goals and saying, okay, we've got three more months, three and a half more months. What is it that I want to do? Uh, OMG, as the kids say, you are totally right with that, Christina, because here's it, because here's the thing, like, you know, I think the goal setting is, is tricky. Mm -hmm. Goal setting could be a trap. You could trap yourself in goal setting to not being happy and not getting what you want because you could set yourself up for failure. And we want to do this episode because, you know, so many people are sitting there saying, you know what? It's achievable. It's, it's mm -hmm. achievable. They, deep down inside, they don't want to let go of that goal, right? There's some goals that I set that I, as I got into it, I said, you know what? This isn't for me. I can right. let go of this. This was not what I thought it was. I want to let go. But if you're letting go because you just can't be consistent or you can't be hard, that that's too bad, I would say, because there's that that is where I think the flavor of life is in mm -hmm. being able to achieve those things, right, that you set out to do in recovery. Like we always say, we don't want to be stuck in the church basement. We didn't get right. sober not to be able to achieve things and to do things in life. So, yes, yes. And that's what recovered life is all about, right? Taking, taking, the, I mean, we have a leg up. Those of us in recovery, I mean, do people say that still? Well, those of yeah. us in recovery actually have so much on our side because we've seen it and we've learned that process of turning toward our pain and making it, the best thing that ever happened to us. And wow. that can happen in your goals too. So, uh, I mean, it's been essential for me to find experts, to be around other recovered people and to see that I can do what I, what I think I want to do. Once I figure out I, I deserve it, then I want to be able to go for it. There we go. There we go. Such, I, you know, we're going to end it on that because you, I couldn't say it better. Uh, plus, we both have to go meditate. So uh, we're, we, we, we're going to have to wind down the episode. <laughs> yeah, don't text me. I'm meditating. I need a little auto responder on there. Guys, this has been a great Recovered Life show. We would like to invite you to join us on discussions. You know, every, yes. what, four or five days a week, we're having some great discussions on Clubhouse. Four days, four days. And they're, they are so valuable because it's not just Damon and I, uh, we're not lecturing. We're actually having discussions with other people. And I learn every single one of them. Um, I'm, I get to be around the people that I just described as one of the essential parts of my recovery, achieving my recovery goals. And so we want to hear about where you are and we want to know you and we want to connect. So join us there. It's absolutely free. Let your voice be heard and start meeting some very cool people.
Absolutely love it. Please join us there in the Recovered Life Discussions. It's where it all goes down. And those are happening four days a week. And you can find out all about that at recoveredlife.us. Listen, final words here. If you have not reached your goals, it's September. Yes, it's September. It's still possible. Christina and I believe in you. If you need our help, reach out to us. We'd love to talk with you. We love talking about people and their recovery. So join us on Recovered Life. And everybody, go out and live your best recovered life. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Keep the conversation going. Join Recovered Life, a community of like-minded people who are looking to live their best recovered lives. Membership is free, and you can apply at recoveredlife.us.